Welcome to the Live 1002 podcast, where simple actions are multiplying to extraordinary impact when we live Luke 10, verse 2. Today, we're in the apartment complex in Canada with Sylvia and Curtis Hartshorn as they share incredible stories about the harvest being plentiful in creative ways during quarantine. Just this opportunity we've had to lead worship in uh, our courtyard. Uh, so like I, I got right before the quarantine started, um, I got this speaker. It's a battery powered speaker and it lasts for like about eight or 10 hours or something. Um, and I got it for like evangelism, just for like trying some open air stuff or music out in the park or wherever. And so it arrived just a few weeks before we went on lockdown. So I just took it out into the courtyard and just started playing worship music in the courtyard. It was just cool to see the response from that. And I, as we've gone for walks and stuff during the day, I hear, like I bumped into neighbors and they're like, oh, like, were you leading uh, the songs out in the courtyard? And like, it triggered a bunch of these other conversations, but we started seeing like a pretty cool openness in people in our neighborhood. Uh, just from, yeah, just from this event and people coming down, standing on their balconies, coming down and, it's been a cool opportunity to share the gospel with like a bunch of people at once. So that was my personal favorite, favorite moment. (laughs) Yeah. I think um, maybe this isn't as much a story, but I think like the thing that I've been the most excited about and encouraged by in this time of quarantine is like how so many people are like getting skin in the game. And like so many people are like, we're kind of forced to think of ways we never did before, but I feel like more is happening. So just even simple things like you see online, like little initiatives that are going on, like each day, I feel like I'm seeing more and more. And I'm like, wow, it's incredible how much the church has just like responded by like really reaching out to people. So I think that's like not a story, but just like my overall, what I've been, I think the most excited about is how the church has really been like, man, okay, we got to reach this world. We got to reach out to our communities and, just going a lot more outward. It's been really cool. Amen. Yes, that's exactly what has inspired this podcast, Live 1002, because what if we really lived Luke 10, verse 2, that the harvest is plentiful, and season one, even in quarantine. And so I'm excited to hear more of your all's story and just how these ideas came about and, you know, the reality of highs and lows, but what the Lord continues to do. So could you share just a little bit, what is each of y'all's story of coming to know the Lord and even how you've been navigating this time of a pandemic as a young family? I mean, the story in a nutshell was, uh, for me, I was born in the church. um, And then I had kind of a few years where I wasn't uh, really walking. I wasn't walking with God because I got really angry at some things that happened at church and my parents and stuff like that. Um, but I just, I just decided I didn't want to follow Jesus anymore. And so I went through these years of rebellion and, um, ended up getting really messed up, uh, in, into drugs and stuff like that. Um, but when I was 19, I had this amazing encounter with Jesus, uh, where I, I, I went to a church one night and I, I ended up getting set free from a whole bunch of garbage in my life. And, it was like everything just kind of flipped upside down all at once. And I was, I was delivered from so much darkness. And then um, from that point on, just, we always like had like a real passion for like evangelism and like telling people about Jesus. And I just like the weight of the gospel just really smoked me 
um, when I was 19 years old. And I think just our journey has always kind of been driven by like, okay, how do we just reach more people? And that's kind of brought us, you know, to where we're at today. But that's my side of the story. And Yeah, we were actually dating at the time when Curtis had um, that crazy moment with Jesus. So I was 17 and uh, I grew up in a Roman Catholic home and a really good family. Um, but I didn't know like the gospel and like that God actually wants a relationship with me and like what the power of the cross actually was um, for my life. And um, just in a quick version, my mom actually got cancer and passed away when I was 11 years old. And I really hardened my heart towards God at that point and really just um, said, okay, I don't want anything to do with God anymore. Like, cause I, I kind of gave up on praying at that point and um, went like my own kind of way and just like a lot of, you know, pain and brokenness, not knowing who I was, uh, you know, got super into like the parties and all that stuff uh, throughout high school. And then when me and Curtis first started dating, we were kind of just like living that life together. And then a few months later, he had this completely life transforming experience. And I was just kind of like, okay, (laughs) I've never seen the power of God in my life before. Um, and so just seeing like a life completely transformed right next to me was pretty, I think, eye opening. And that's when I feel like the Lord really started to pursue me. Um, and we started, I started asking Chris questions and we started chatting and I eventually went to the church, um, that he had that moment with and sat down with the pastor and he just like answered a lot of my questions that I had about Christianity and a lot of the pain that I had been carrying. He just really like addressed it. Um, and then shortly after I had a moment with the Lord one night, uh, sitting at my, sitting up, my dad was raising us. We were all teenagers and in our living room, um, Curtis and I were just like studying or something. And just honestly, out of nowhere, like the Holy spirit just like came to the room and I just felt the presence of God for the first time in my life. And I just broke down, started bawling my eyes out and gave my life to Jesus that right there that night, uh, with Curtis. And he totally changed me after that, gave me a new heart completely. And uh, yeah, my life's been radically different ever since. So because I, I think just because, yeah, I had gone through life not knowing the gospel and not knowing Jesus, like, just like what Kurt was saying, we just have had like such a passion for just everybody to hear the gospel. And evangelism has just been like, I think something that God has like put so on our heart ever since then. So fast forward to quarantine days and how we're navigating this as a young family. We, I think we're just very like full of hope that like God can do amazing things through this time. Mm -hmm. And like, this is a time I think where the world, like especially North America is like just that burst of like everything being shaken that can be shaken. And I just feel like in North America and even in the church, there's just like a lot being shaken right now. And people are really starting to ask questions like, okay, what is my life? What is my purpose? What is my identity? You know, when we had, we've had so much in North America to put our identity in. So um, we're just very like hope filled that the Lord is really softening hearts during this time. And uh, he is really going to do a movement revival after this. Yeah, we had different ways of reaching out to people like her was sharing the time in the courtyard has been one we also um we live in an apartment complex where there's about a thousand units so probably three thousand or so people um and me and my two friends that live here we we put newsletters with like how can we help you and um how can we pray for you and we want if you want to talk to someone and a little bit about 
um, the gospel on them. And we handed them out to every single unit in the beginning. So that was really fun. And we made a Facebook group. And um, I think a lot of people just like they said they saw our newsletter and they were really grateful. And we actually met a few believers out of that that were like very inspired and wanting to like get more into reaching out. So that was really cool too. But Yeah, that's awesome. What have been some of the stories that God has been doing through these different initiatives of flyers around the neighborhood and worshiping outside the apartment complex? What have you seen the Lord do? In the worship in the courtyard too, like there was kind of a moment where there's people scattered all over the, the neighborhood. And I just kind of was looking around and I could just see some people like, and even some people who like worked for the buildings and stuff were just like standing there watching, just tearing up and just like, like you could just feel like the presence of God in the neighborhood. Um, but just after that, like I just had, I, and I've been sharing the gospel with these people for a long time. Like this wasn't the first time I, I shared with them. Um, but I've just seen like a real, softness and an openness to just like talking more about Jesus and they've just been way more open for me praying with them some of the other cool testimonies though it's just been like when we go for walks you stand a few meters away from somebody but you can still ask them if you if you if they'd like prayer um so we we've been asking people like hey can we pray for you and uh just been sharing the gospel with different people and it seems like people are are just more eager to like encounter God and just find out if Jesus is, is real. And so, yeah, it's, it's been kind of cool. I, I'm, I'm really hoping to see, uh, well, actually, no, I did see two people give their lives to Christ the other week. I saw, I led two people to the Lord, um, outside. It was actually a home, some homeless people, but they, they gave their lives to the Lord and I gave them some follow-up materials and stuff they can read while they're kind of in this season. Um, Mm-hmm. And we followed up with them. So that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, and we've had, like, um, people, I know Curtis had, like, a few friends reach out to him, um, like, through social media, asking more questions about God. And um, some people that in the past we were discipling, um, and, like, maybe they hadn't been necessarily walking with God in that time. Um, but we've had some of them reaching out to us, too, in this time. So it's been really cool. Um, I really feel like that's answered to prayers that we've been praying for those people for, like, a few years. So it's been really sweet that people have been reaching out online also. It's amazing how in one week it can feel so much more time had passed by (laughs) than just a week. What do you think has helped people knowing that they can reach out to you all and people that you know of that you haven't talked to in a while, but now you're having these conversations? How do you even start those conversations? Um, Yeah, that's, that's good. Uh, I, I don't, I think we've been trying to start conversations in different ways. Like, one example was I was just kind of going for a walk and I had one of my friends come to mind. And so I just thought I would send him a message and I was like, Hey, how are you doing? And this guy isn't a believer, but I, I just sent him a message and I was like, Hey man, just like you came to mind today. So I thought I'd send you a message and check in on you, see how you're doing. And he just kind of went off and was telling me like, I'm not doing good, man. Like I'm really struggling. I'm going through this and that. And, and then he asked me, he's like, could you just please pray for me? And just like, so that experience happened a few times, but that was, it was just as simple as just messaging someone and just saying, Hey, like, how are you doing? And I think that's like a really good thing to do right now. Like is just sit with the Lord even and just ask God, like, is there anyone you'd like me to message today? As people come to mind, just send them a message and just say, Hey, how are you doing? Can I pray for you about anything today? And I think that's a really great way to, to engage people. 
yeah, that was one thing I was doing. Um, and it seems like, yeah, a lot of people are really struggling who I, who I connected with. So me checking in on them was a pretty timely thing. Yeah. And I think just like general, I don't know, the Lord's really been speaking to me more about like speaking to me about posting more on social media. Cause I like haven't really made the most of that tool. I don't think in my life. And I really like going into this quarantine. I was like, okay, we are all like on our phones more. <laughs> and like, there's, yeah, there people are, there's so much stuff that you get bombarded with on social media that I'm like, man, we should bombard people with amazing testimonies of Jesus. And um, one thing one of our friends started a few weeks back was um, he just like made this little image called like COVID-19 prayer. And he's just like, I just want to like post this image around and like have like a Zoom link up every Sunday night. So like if anyone wants prayer from any of our networks, we'll just be like on that Zoom. So we've been doing that too, um, which has been really cool. Um, Just like prayer for healing or prayer for um, if people are having anxiety and just to get that little post getting shared as many times so that it will hit someone who maybe is really feeling hopeless or maybe has COVID and wants to um, have prayer for healing or um, anything like that. As you're meeting with these different people and everything has been moved to online and social media, just like you're talking about, Sylvia, what does church look like now for you all? Yeah, we're doing Zoom church. So it's kind of cool, obviously, with a lot of the tools and trainings that we do is it wasn't too crazy to go on to online because the simple church type of format, um, it, it transitioned really well. So that was really cool. Um, but we're doing, we do our Zoom church Sunday afternoons in our community. And then before that, we do our little worship time out in the courtyard. So that's kind of like church in another way, church for the neighborhood. But yeah, lots of online Zoom uh, church is kind of the way we've been going. I know I've seen and heard from y'all just this vision for Canada and what God's doing there. Could you share some about your vision? I, I had in my heart like this desire to see like people come to Jesus. And like, so because of that, I just wanted to share the gospel with people. But as I began doing that and like personally obeying Jesus in that way and sharing the gospel with people more and praying for people everywhere I went, like I started to realize, I was like, man, like my, my individual efforts are only going to accomplish so much. Like I can't reach all of Canada. Like I can't, I can't reach like the nations with my personal work. So I, I started like realizing I had this shift where I was like, I want to really devote my life to like training other people to share the gospel and make disciples. And that way I can like multiply my efforts. So I can see like an army of people raised up to do the same thing. So I think for years for me, like what's and what's driven us is like this idea of like, how can we raise up the greatest amount of people possible who are just like it it, where it just becomes normal uh like to the point where it becomes normal across canada that people like sharing the gospel making disciples would just be a normal thing Mm -hmm. that it would just be like you know instead of only 10 percent of christians share their faith or whatever the you know the the terrible stats are that we read it's like that it would just be like no 100 percent of christians share their faith like that's just normal everyday christian behavior um so yeah, so I, I think that's kind of been the vision. And it's like, obviously, how do we get there? And how do we start doing that? I mean, we just started doing that on the ground here. It's just like, well, let's just figure out ways to train as many people as we can. 
you know, yeah, now we're exploring, okay, like how do we cast, cast our nets broader and train broader? So like, I think media is like definitely something to look at there. Like you can start equipping people or get the conversation on equipping going through media. Um, and so like, just like putting out different resources for people online or partnering with different churches and networks and stuff like that to bring training. Um, yeah, we've just, that, but that's kind of been like the driving force. Cause I just, yeah, I feel like if, if we want to see like a movement break out across Canada, like I think a real key in that is that there's a shift in identity where all of a sudden, like every believer really sees themselves as an ambassador and someone God wants to use. Like if, if that doesn't shift where people go like, Oh, wow, I am actually a soldier in the kingdom. Like I'm actually an ambassador. I'm actually, you know, have this responsibility, this ministry, this message of reconciliation entrusted to me. Uh, if that doesn't shift, we're not going to see like crazy church planting movements break out and stuff like that. So, so for me, that's kind of been my main mission is like, how do I, how do I teach people their, their new identity in Jesus? And how do I like equip them to like step into that and live that out in their neighborhoods? It really does change everything. So with this whole pandemic happening and the shutdown to quarantine, do you feel like that has hindered or expanded your all's vision? I don't, yeah, I don't really feel like it's hindered, which is pretty sweet. Obviously, we miss being in person with people and being able to do trainings in person, but we've been able to do lots of trainings online and it's actually given, I think, more time to be able to have like partnerships happen with different ministries and yeah, like really start planning for the future. I think it's also caused a lot of like ministries and Christians to realize like, okay, yeah, like I, I need to start like getting serious about reaching this world. Um, I think it was a good wake up for a lot of us. So more people are coming together right now. Um, more like ministries are working together, um, which is really cool. It seems. And so I think we've just had, yeah, I think we've been able to go after it and kind of just like ready to explode and launch after all the quarantining is up and yeah, see what amazing things are going to happen. Why do you guys think it's important to live 10 or 2 in quarantine? I think it's important because it shows like God cannot be stopped and like his kingdom cannot be stopped and like, you know, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Like, I think it's just really amazing that like it actually doesn't matter if we're like, have these different limitations like his power is still going out his spirit is still moving and like it's amazing obviously with technology that we can still we can still see so much happen we were part of this online meeting a few weeks ago and they were talking about if in the bible god can use a handkerchief to just touch someone and heal them how much more can he use like a screen where we're actually able to connect and communicate so i think it's yeah, I think it's just amazing because it shows like he's just so much more powerful than a lot of times what we think and he's going to keep building his kingdom. Have you all faced any hesitations within your own self in running hard in quarantine or roadblocks from others that you've had to overcome? I think initially there was just this fear of like kind of it was just so unknown like what we were actually allowed to do. And I think in the in the initial month of this quarantine, we kind of were just like, okay, well, what is law and what is kind of just suggested behavior? Um, because it, it almost felt like, yeah, like whether it was worshiping out in the courtyard or like going for a walk and praying for someone from a distance. It, yeah, it was just kind of navigating like, okay, like what what feels like, 
kind of permissible or whatever. I guess we kind of pushed through that pretty quick and we were like, you know what, like we got to tell people that Jesus one way or another. So we're just going to try. We have to do something. We have to share the gospel and like people are hurting. So we got to get creative and figure out ways to do this. But I think it was just, yeah, initially it was just the, like those, that fear of like crossing a line or something or feeling like you're, you know, people perceiving that you don't take this seriously or something. Uh, yeah, was maybe just a, a little bit of a hesitation, but I think we got through that pretty quick. We were just like, well, we're just going to go out and tell people about Jesus and we'll do our best to keep a distance and, and honor, you know, the boundaries and stuff. But yeah, we're just going to keep going for it. What's been the process that you all have walked through to find some of these creative ideas or to take these initiatives? And what would you encourage others in how they could find ways to live 10 or 2, you know, really go after the harvest that is plentiful in quarantine? Yeah, I think it starts with just like really sitting with the Lord and really just like receiving some of his truths about like what you were talking about that's like yeah the harvest is actually plentiful and like I'm actually qualified um something like I feel like God has been um leading me to pray into um it's just like interceding that believers will really realize like they are called to like build the kingdom like dreams and desires that they have for the kingdom like God has really put them in their hearts and like that they've just been like qualified to go out and do those things. So I've been really like, yeah, interceding a lot for um, just Christians to be like fired up and realize like there's no, nothing needs to hinder them anymore. And uh, yeah, just like they're free to run after um, the kingdom dreams that they have. So I think it just starts with like really sitting with the Lord and like, you know, putting on the truth that like, I am actually an ambassador. I am actually called and like, okay, Lord, like, you can't be stopped. So like, what ways do you have for me in this time? Like what dreams do you have for me uh, to just like get creative and build your kingdom in this time? And um, just like going after that, knowing that like anytime we think, you know, we're inferior, or we can't do it, or there's all these blockages that like, you know, in Christ, all the promises are yes and amen. Like we don't have to put our eyes on those barriers and like, yeah, we can just go. I don't know. <laughs> my heart. Right on. <laughs> I mean, I think I, I just say, I think it's been like a good opportunity, just like the going out has been definitely awesome, but it's it's been a great opportunity too to just seek God in this time. And yeah, I felt like there was a bit of a, a pause button that got pushed, but I, I felt like it's like a good time for us to just like, I don't know, I was thinking of the, the some of the stories in the Bible, like where the believers are praying and then Peter is miraculously broken out of the jail cell and stuff like that but it's like just a time to like really press in and fast and pray and I think that's what we've been experiencing is like we want to seek God's presence at home and just seek to like partner with him in prayer to see miraculous things just start breaking open and hearts becoming open to Jesus because yeah it's like that the those prayer like the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective it's like it's able to just move things and shift things all over the place so i think that's kind of where our hearts have been too and all this is like we want to you know take initiative and go and tell people about jesus but we also want to pray really bold prayers that our neighbors and people in our city would encounter him and um and also that we would like encounter him and just be given like new wisdom and and like a refreshed like vision moving forward because I, you know, I do feel like we're moving into like different times and I, and stuff 
might look different. And so we just really want to be like, not just reacting to the moment, but also like proactively seeking God, like for the future. And just like, uh, yeah, just, just believing for like great things to happen in the future as well. Just only imagine what if, like you were saying, just every believer was equipped and inspired and living in the identity that we are ambassadors and, and living Luke 10 verse two, that the harvest is plentiful and praying for more laborers and being laborers ourselves ready to equip other laborers, how much that could really change our neighborhood and our city and really the world just for fun. What is a typical day in quarantine for you all? Wake up and then Zoom calls <laughs> and then go to bed. <laughs> but yeah, definitely lots of Zoom calls. But we also have a, a little girl. She's a year and a half. And so we've been trying to take her out as much as possible and let her run around in the grass and play and stuff. Yeah, I usually go for walks every morning with her, let her blow off steam. Yes, so we've been trying to do that. Exercise, so I've been starting to think, okay, well, I get to maybe get more in shape. So I've been going for runs and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm trying to spend times of worship in the evenings together as a family. And but yeah, every day, pretty much just a mixture of meetings and sometimes doing online training for evangelism, praying for people online, or just connecting with different pastors and planning for different things in the future. Yeah, it's kind of a, a mixed bag of internet. Um, <laughs> Sundays, yeah, Sundays is when we do the worship outside in the courtyard and then our zoom church and then some other prayer things in the evenings yeah i feel you on those zoom calls i got myself <laughs> yeah. blue light glasses myself <laughs> yeah. it's awesome uh, so as we wrap up is there anything else that you guys would like to share no i just want to like thank you for doing this i think it's yeah. amazing the ways that you're taking initiatives and just like i feel like you're really uh, modeling something for people that it's like just that whole kingdom dream thing just like you're just like going after these things like the podcast and the h2o i think it's just like such a good example for people that like when you have something kind of stirring in your heart just go for it you know like we only get this one life right now with mm-hmm. before we die and are with jesus forever and like just one t- one life to reach people in this world so i think it's really cool that you're just going for it so i just i just want to say i'm really inspired by that Thanks, guys. Well, I've been inspired by others that have led me to do these things to share stories that hopefully will inspire more. So really, I'm just in the chain of multiplication of being inspired to take initiative and make the most of this opportunity in quarantine. So it's great to get to do it together with you all. For sure. It's awesome. Thank you for joining our Live 1002 podcast resources can be found at www.live1002.com. Let's live 1002 knowing that the harvest is plentiful in our lives until there is no place left. From our podcast today, what is one thing you can start doing this week?